Welcome to the Empower Moments podcast. This is a podcast curated by women for women. We want you to know that you are not alone in any battle or struggle that you are facing. We have been there. We have cried. We have struggled. We have prayed. But we have also overcome. Now we want to empower you to do the same. So grab your book, Empower Moments for the Everyday Woman, and come along for the ride. Today's host is Siobhan Taylor. Enjoy. Hello, ladies, and welcome back to another episode of Empower Moments for the Everyday Woman. We are excited that you are taking this journey with us. I am Siobhan Taylor, your author, co-host for today's podcast, Crying to Your Strength. And that is found in our book in chapter number five. I want to thank Kristen R. Harris, our fearless leader, for giving us this platform. I want to thank the co-hosts and the um, team of ladies who worked on this project. I cannot believe it's already been three years. Um, God has been so, so good to us. I am from Chicago. I am a South Side girl. I love to cook. I love to travel. I have one son and I love, love, love reading, studying, preaching, and teaching the word of God. So I'm going to share a little bit more about myself. We'll dive into chapter five, and then I will share with you um, some strategies on what I do to create intimacy or closeness with God. Okay, let's hop right to it. So three years ago, and after the release of the book, I decided to go on what I called a self-care journey. Um, I was at a point in my life where nothing was going bad or going wrong, but I did desire a very... um, close relationship with God. I mean, it's one thing to have a relationship, but then there's another level to your relationship when you create intimacy. And that's what I'm most excited about um, after we launched the book. So the greatest gift you can give yourself, ladies, is to develop a more intimate and intentional relationship with God. So on purpose, I traveled um, to about six different states um, in the course of about eight months. And I chose cities and states that I had never been so that I could be free from distractions and truly, you know, hear from the Lord and spend a lot of time with him. And it was such an amazing experience. I truly enjoyed it. And I learned so much about myself as a woman. And I learned so much about the God I serve. And I'm really happy about my spiritual growth. And from that experience, one thing I want to share with you that happened on that experience is that Almost every plane uh, flight, either I got got on or um, when I was leaving a different city that I left, um, you know, people would strike up conversations with me. And I'm the type of person I love flying. I don't like driving in a car or riding in a car going long distances. Um, But when I'm on a plane, I like to either read a book or go to sleep. I don't really like to talk to the other passengers when I'm flying, Um, but God is amazing. And let me just say this. When you ask God for anything, you have to be open for however he decides to give it to you. And you have to be open for whomever he chooses to use to give it to you. So I was on this journey and I was yearning for more of the Lord. 
And every time I got on a plane, someone would spark up a conversation. And what they didn't know is that they were depositing into me all of this good godly wisdom and everything I had been asking the Lord for and seeking, seeking from the Lord. They were depositing it to me um, to the point where I had to start journaling those uh, plane rides and those experiences. So that became a part of my spiritual growth. And so, again, it was truly an amazing experience. I think it's important for me to give you some context and background as to why I chose my topic, uh, crying to your strength. Like, so why am I talking about crying and why was that important for me, especially as a woman? Well, here's some background. Um, and maybe you can relate, maybe you can't. Um, but the truth of the matter is, um, emotional awareness, emotional intelligence is, uh, real. So for a portion of my life, I was emotionally unaware. And what that meant for me was I didn't have a high level of emotional intelligence. I didn't manage my emotions well. I used to lash out. Um, I mean, I would always cry at the drop of a dime, but I was very bitter. Uh, I was a hothead. Sometimes I got into fights. Um, I suppressed a lot of my pain and I kept everything inside. And you know what happens when you keep things inside, you're either going to explode or you're going to implode. And I had been conditioned to believe that crying was a sign of weakness and that you were supposed to make it through life by suppressing your emotions. And I mean, society, uh, my environment, um, just observing the behaviors of the adults that were around me, um, people who I looked up to, if I didn't see them shed any tears, then I wasn't going to shed no tears. Because again, society made you believe that to cry was to, you know, mean that you were too vulnerable to handle anything too uh, thin skinned, as people would say, but it, it showed that you were weak, or it was believed that you were weak. And that is so untrue because we know that when we hold things inside, it can be dangerous for ourselves, our physical body, and it can be dangerous for other people too, especially the closest people around us, because we're bottled up with all of this stuff with no way to get it out and we're not getting it out. So guess who's going to receive the byproduct of our emotional baggage and our emotional pain? the people that are closest to us. So that was me. That was me as a younger version of myself. And glory be to God, I have a very high emotional intelligence and I'm very quick to say when I'm not in a good space. Um, people who know me will, they'll tell you, Siobhan will let you know when she's not in a good space. Um, so that's the context and the background. And let me just add this before we go on. Ladies, there is nothing that you will ever go through in this life. And there is nothing that you will ever experience that God cannot handle. Nothing is too hard for him. Nothing is impossible for him. All you have to do is believe. And there is absolutely no shame in crying out. Um, but we want to make sure when you leave this discussion that you cry out to the Lord. That is the best place where you can just unleash and unravel because he he's going to receive it and he's going to receive it and welcome it because he tells us in his word to cast our cares on him so that he can sustain us. Amen. So 
we'll go right ahead. I had fun writing chapter five because it had um, given me an opportunity to reflect on the women in my life. Uh, so shout out to my family, uh, especially my mother who was considered or is considered the rock of our family. And so in the book, I use the analogy of rock um, and I talk about the symbol of rock and how oftentimes women are characterized as being the rocks of their family or a rock or the rock. And, and that's a positive indicator. I mean, there is nothing wrong um, with characterizing a female that, you know, a woman that, you know, who is a, a pillar of strength, um, who is an influencer or impactful woman as a rock. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, I appreciate womanhood. I value our journey. I mean, ladies, we are amazing. And when I tell you every time I send the men in my house to the grocery store, I trust me, they're going to call me like five times with screenshots of whatever it is I ask them to go get um, because a woman can handle a whole lot of things typically all at once. But there is nothing wrong with being considered the rock of your family. But if we can really, really be honest with ourselves, every strong person or everyone who considers themselves to be a rock needs the rock and the rock is the Lord. And so the strongest woman needs God, the rock. So I use um, for scriptural references, Psalm 18 as the backdrop to my chapter and um, David, I mean, is singing this song of thankfulness and praise to the Lord. And in Psalm 18, one, he says, I love you, Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge. He's my shield and my horn of salvation. He is a stronghold. So David is thanking God for delivering him from the hands of his enemies. And he opens up acknowledging God is the rock of his salvation. And so the sim symbolism of rock is to suggest that uh, the Lord is where we find refuge or a place of protection. The Lord is our peace. The Lord is immovable. He's undefeatable. He's unshakable. So he's all of these things. But most of all, he's our help. And it's this rock personified through Christ that is really the foundation of what we believe. So God, the rock is the foundation of our faith because we believe that there is nothing too hard for him. We also believe that we can put our hope and our faith and our trust in him and he can handle whatever it is we have going on because of his sovereignty. He controls all things and he's in control. And that's the real good news. So while we take on a lot, ladies, we don't have to take it on by ourselves. And so I'm hoping that even after you either read the book and read the chapter, or even after listening to this podcast, that you will read chapter, I'm sorry, Psalm 18 um, in full and pay close attention to the first and second verses, the sixth verse, and by all means, the 30th verse, um, the 30th verse really hits home for me. So that'll be some homework. Read Psalm 18, listen to King David's song of deliverance um, and take notes and put yourself, put yourself in these scriptures and, and just really let uh, the words permeate throughout your life. So where you can see where the Lord has taken care of you. Um, 
Another thing I want to point out in terms of the Lord being our rock and um, how we as women need to make sure that we put him in that proper space, right? So we take ourselves out and we cry out to him because he is the one who's truly going to sustain us and help us. I want to point out the fact that God is so good and he's so amazing. He always desires a relationship with us. So we go to him, but he desires a relationship with us. So I want to share with you some tips that I use for intimacy and how I create uh, this interpersonal um, relationship with God. And interpersonal just means that it's my relationship and it's between me and the Lord. And so how I create intimacy with the Lord is that I read and study the word uh, daily. You have to get the scriptures on the inside of your heart. You have to know the scriptures and know them with understanding. So get you a good study Bible and read and search the scriptures for yourself. And the key to creating that level of intimacy in your relationship is making sure that you're consistent. So if you have a daily devotional um, or if you have the Bible app on your phone, you can use those as tools and resources to at least digest one scripture daily so that you can meditate on it. The other thing I do is that I am very intentional about the time I spend with God. And if that means I have to kick people out the house um, or, you know, go in another room or go in my prayer closet to spend time with God, I schedule time to do that. Now, for me, it's early in the morning and then it's late at night. So early in the morning is my one-on-one time with him. And then late at night, um, right before bed is my one-on-one time with him. I am no singer, but I love music. So um, I have a worship playlist and I love, love, love the Mississippi Mass Choir uh, for the hymns, um, especially. So I will listen to my worship playlist um, to spend more time with the Lord. And then again, to develop that closeness and to have a more intimate relationship with him. And then most of all, I share the goodness of the Lord with other people. You have to testify and we are called to testify about the Lord's goodness. And the more we talk about him with others, it benefits them, but it also benefits us because it keeps us in a space of counting all of the things that he has done for us and being thankful and expressing our gratitude. So read and study your word, be intentional about the time that you schedule, be consistent in your prayer time, um, set your own atmosphere by your um, creating a worship playlist and just making sure that you testify um, to others about his goodness so that you're, you're helping to spread um, the good news of Christ. So I'm going to leave this empowerment statement with you and I'm going to read it directly from the book. And it says, ladies, I empower you to cry out unto the Lord when you are perplexed, hurt, have feelings of despair and are in need of help. Instead of unleashing your emotional well-being into the world of social media, God is waiting to hear from you. He will hear you just as he heard King David. Find a quiet space where you and your heavenly father can convene and cry out to him. And next, 
Arise victoriously because you have left the matter in the master's hand. So as a recap, ladies, I just want to empower you to know there is no shame in crying. You have a person that you can cry out to, and that is God the Father. He is the rock. He is your rock. He is my rock. And he welcomes you to come to him with all of your cares, all of your worries, all of your problems, every situation, even your joys when you are in celebratory moods. He is willing, waiting, and ready to hear from you. I love you. I appreciate this platform and everything that our fearless leader is doing. And we look forward to talking with you again. Be blessed and stay safe. Thank you for tuning in to the Empower Moments podcast. We pray that this episode has been a blessing to you. Please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and share it with your friends. Visit EmpowerMoments.org to learn more about our mission and to purchase your book. We'll see you next week.